This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. 15th of January, Monday. You'll remember this day, of course, because, yeah, um, it's the beginning process of doing something in Tswane that has not been done before, uh, where uh, there is a nomination from Action Essay, and that nomination, the nominee, Dr. Nasipi Moya, uh, to be, uh, of course, council deputy mayor in that particular municipality, in that particular city there. Uh, and I say that uh, understanding that there are dynamics, there is a coalition agreement, guarantees almost folding the position, uh, the position belongs to Action SA. That's the agreement in essence. And so, yes, Dr. Nasipi Moya's uh, name gets put forward. So before we go into all sorts of things and, and wonderful things, uh, really, really interesting and nice to have Dr. Nasipi Moya as my guest here tonight on Power Perspective. Dr. Nasipi Moya, welcome to Power Perspective. Welcome to Power 98.7. How are you? Ah, good evening, uh, Denzel, and to the listeners at, ho- at home. Um, I'm good mm. uh, under the circumstances. <laughs> what, are the, what, what are the circumstances? It's been, like? it's been a long day. But a good day, right? It, it's been a, a good day, but also a day that kind of humbles you and grounds you. Mm. So it's been, it's been mixed emo- emotions from a personal perspective, but yeah. also just um, had over, in between moments of reflection, you know. But yeah. it's been a good day, I won't lie. It's been, mm. it's been a solid day. Did you see it coming? No. Mm. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> how, no, I didn't. Mm. So, so if you didn't see it coming, how, 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 does one, how does this process happen? Just just give us, you know, it doesn't have to be the long, you can keep the short, you can keep us, give us the short version. How, how does it happen that suddenly, you know, coalitions are sitting, talking and saying, you know what, uh, the DA has got this proposal for a deputy position and everybody's chatting and whatever, people got to bring names. Suddenly there's an agreement that says, hey, listen, guys, um, Action SA, um, you've got the prerogative to, to, you know, put a name forward. So we'll go with who you do and you say. And so that almost guarantees Action SA the, the position already. Action SA goes, deliberates and sits down and says, you know what, we've got Dr. Nasipi Moya in our ranks. And yeah, that's the best foot forward. Yes, um, except for this position has been like, you know, with us since November 2021. Exactly. And yes, so we've been, um, and I mean, the, the, even when we're still in Korulian, in Jobek and in Twane, we've been pushing mm. for this position, you know, to have have these positions in, in our executive mm. for the reasons that I will share with you. Um, and then it happens that um, finally it was a matter of saying, colleagues, either we do this, we honor the agreement or we don't. Yeah. And um, so from there, then it was an issue to say, so how do we make this position? I mean, in a city that is already have all these challenges, how are we mm. making it uh, useful mm. and beneficial to residents? And yeah. then there was interactions between Action SA, uh, so obviously the coalition, coalition said Action SA and DA come up with the, 
uh, propose um, the, the delegations that are going to benefit the coalition. Mm. And that happened, I think, over a period of a month. And then, um, then it was the report that went to council. After the report went to council, it was writing to the MEC to ask for concurrence. Mm. Uh, concurrence was received in December or end of November, somewhere there. And then the next step was to set up a council meeting. And I think, uh, obviously, with us, it was all this time, at the back of our mind, we knew that we needed a candidate. We obviously, um, because I'm also part of the coalition management Mm. in the party, Mm. um, and the names, you know, came up because we do have amazing colleagues who Mm. can actually do this job. And I don't know what happened. And a week ago, my name came up. (laughs) And it was a very awkward uh, position because uh, normally I would nominate people and say, but communities need to be served and we think you're the best person to do so. And Mm. it would be hypocritical of me to say, it can't be me. The question is, which I did try to say so, by the Mm. way. And the question is, why not? And I couldn't answer that. And obviously there was internal processes. Uh, it came to me as an idea, but uh, the majority of it was driven by the leadership of the party with the coalition partners, and I was notified in terms of whether it was a yay or nay, but it wasn't mm. really driven by me. When does it all happen, Dr. Moya? Um, you, you mean the proposal? or No, the no, no, the nom- there's the nomination now, so, so when, when, does it all beca- when does it all become real? In, on in, Thursday. On Thursday. Yes, there's council meeting. Let me let me be the first to congratulate you with with having understood everything the coalition agreement action SA this and that and everything the name coming forward there is no other name let me be the first to congratulate you Dr Nasipi Moya Thank you so much <laughs> what, what, I appreciate that What what are the uh, uh, what are the reasons why you know there has been a fight to have these positions created the positions exist but but obviously you know there's been a fight to 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 have them filled and 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 you know people designated to sit in them what you said you're going to give me the reasons you know in this particular interview give me give me the reasons why there was a particular argument made for these positions to to be filled in essence because they've existed but filled in essence yes. So um, so I can only answer that if I just share the intention of the coalition partners when mm. we're formulating the coalition agreement. Yeah. I think there was an appreciation that they, we can't have a party that, um, you know, that's dominating as if it, there's no coalition partner. Mm. Uh, sorry, they are not in a coalition. And therefore, I, I remember the issues of principles of co-governing and power sharing were mm. advocated strongly at the time. Yeah. And um, in the city of Tuane, it was quite unique, um, you know, in 2021, that in the city of Tuane, the speaker came from a different party, you know, and that was supposed to be something that was happening across board, that the power sharing is not only in terms of MMCs, but also seen at the different um, levels and, 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 and legislative arms of the city. Mm. And so so that was the intention in, intention initially. And then there was an issue to say, if 
the mayor, obviously, within the legislation, the executive mayor has very specific responsibilities mm. in the city. And there was a, an argument to say, with all the challenges, especially in Tuan, with all the challenges mm. that Tuan has, there will be a benefit if the mayor can delegate some of the priorities mm. that will aid the efforts of getting the city to the level that the coalition has planned for. Mm. And um, when it gets to the delegation, when later on then between the DA and Action, and Action SA, we're talking delegations that were ultimately approved by the coalition, mm. then we looked mainly on our coalition manifesto and said we wanted to stabilize the finances of the city, mm. wanted infrastructure development that will help us to attract investment, wanted repairs and maintenance, we basically want services to the people on a daily basis. Mm. As a result, then the delegations flew from that um, to say then uh, then uh, would this position must get the, the responsibility to oversee capital projects, mm. which obviously, as you would know, that would be around 10% of the annual budget yeah. they, and, and have that responsibility to coordinate those transversal functions in infrastructure development. Mm. The second thing, it was the issue of repairs and maintenance. We have MMCs that um deployed across seven regions and then it was to say then the mayor delegate to the deputy mayor to coordinate these MMCs so that they someone senior, politically senior, mm. that can then ensure that services are on the ground on a daily basis and help you esca- help escalate to you to resolve with together with the executive team. Sure. So that was the, those were the reasons that we've been advocating for to say there's nothing um, you know for prestige here to say no we just want to elevate this one and not this one but it, it, there was noble ideas when it was conceived. At some point, there was a misunderstanding in terms of, not, not even misunderstanding, but concerns in terms of, will it be practical? Mm. Will it, will it, you know, uh, yield the, 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 the desired effects in terms of not reducing the levels of internal fights, in, mm. you know, within mm. the coalition? Will they do? And we resolve those issues to say, no, but if we go back to the original intention to say co-governing, power sharing and ensuring whatever we do, it aids our efforts in delivering the services to the people. Sure. So I think that's why we then ended up agreeing on those delegations. Sure. That that practicality, Dr. Dr. Moya, uh, you know, stemming from internal fights and all of those things, people do have their political interests at heart and, and, and look look after those in, in essence as well. And, and within these coalitions, you know, having a differentiating factor is always, you know, one of those key, key things. That practicality of it with understanding the political fights and the differences and, and getting to an agreement of some sorts. You know, when, when one begins to look at uh, lines of accountability, you know, is is there are you beyond the conversation that says my line of accountability is to my political party where these political things are are, are you know considered these these delegation of duties is considered or is it to a particular you know position that is understood to be within a different political party are, are we beyond and and further down the road of those kind of conversations or is that a conversation that's still happening um, the conversation that, I, I, and I think even the DA, our coalition partner, has been, like, you know, raised it as a concern during our deliberations last year, is that the deputy mayor's powers 
they are delegated from the executive mayor. So yeah. in terms of the legislation, there's mm. no way that a deputy mayor cannot report to the mayor. Mm. That would be, again, like, you know, in breach of the legislation of the mm. republic. So that one is clear. Yeah. Um, there's no question in terms of when I'm done doing the work, the call that will be made is to the executive mayor to say, I was on the ground, I saw mm. this project, this is what had happened. Mm. So there's no question about that. However, I'm also part of a, of a caucus, an mm. action a caucus. When I'm wearing that hat as a councillor representing action SA, then I account to my political party. There will be times, for instance, within our coalition structures, mm. I serve um, in my capacity as a deputy mayor, which is to this structure we call CNC, which is overseeing the day-to-day running of the city mm. from a coalition's perspective. So, for instance, if there's something critical that you know needs to be decided, then the mayor can use that committee to bounce their ideas, whether the coalition partners can support an idea, for instance. Mm. And when I'm there, obviously my position is quite unique, but there is an Action SA caucus leader that will represent Action SA in that structure while I'll be representing myself as the deputy mayor in that structure. Mm. So there will be blurred lines sometimes because when I go to my caucus, I need to also hear what is it that they're saying and take it back to the executive. So there will be um, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be as smooth as, you know, like mm. I'm just here mm. as, an, as a deputy mayor. I still have, I still belong to a caucus where I sometimes I have to check with mm. the mandate. Mm. Mm. Hence the question, doctor. Doctor, you know, when I, when I, looked at it and when i when i look at the responsibilities also the press statement and and you know understanding a little bit of politics as i do uh you know um i i looked at it and i thought well you know this this delegation of duties looks as though you have got the huge portfolio of service delivery sitting right there where where you are concerned um and and maybe maybe I've got it right, maybe I've got it wrong. But my 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 look at it, my understanding of it suggests that a huge component of service delivery is going to fall right in your lap. Understanding, of course, capital projects and overseeing those repairs and maintenance. That's infrastructure repair. We've talked about these these massive words and 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 finance, and then also you know um, returning grants uh, that, of course, you know would have been used for some other some other you know capacities that just never got materialized or or never got used. The the massive massive array of you know, projects that are just not completed, that need to be completed, that will now sit within your office as well. And then there's that big, big, big thing that says we need to attract also further investment or financial investment into this aspect as well. You underlined it and said finance. Well, service delivery it is, and it sits with you. Do you do you, do you agree? Yes, um, I, I do. However, understand that the MNCs are still there. No, 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 no. I understand to- totally having understood all of that. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. The frontline service delivery, yes, it, it mm. does um, now sit with me. Mm. Yes. How do you hold people accountable for that? How 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 do you intend to hold people account for that? Understanding, uh, you know, doctor is, you, you would know this better. Uh, I don't live in Swane, but I have seen. I don't live in Swane, but I have heard. 
I don't live in Swane, but people report on a daily basis on this radio station, on some other radio stations, on TV of the likes of rubbish dumping up, of services not getting to them, of sewerage in the streets or whatever. Now we can go back and say historically, this has been the reason for it and and all of those particular things. So frontline, you will have the the MMCs doing what they need to go and do. Uh, but at the end of the day, people return to council, people need to be accountable, and, and the people on the ground need services. H- how when when service delivery falls in your lap do you do you intend to maybe change things or look at things a little differently than they've been done at the moment uh, well I, I will start with what i know for now mm. um even though i've been in the city before uh, i mean I, I wouldn't speak as an insider as yet mm. So, um, first of all, in terms of accountability, obviously, MNCs account to the mayor. So whenever the issue lies with a political principle, that report will obviously go to the mayor. Mm. The amazing thing that the coalition has agreed to is that the deputy mayor will work with the chief operating officer, Mm. in which most of these departments fall under. Mm. So That's where the engine room is. Mm. Yes, yes. That's where the engine room is. Yes, and also what we do not want is to have a a deputy mayor walking around like an official in the city. Mm. There is an official, which is the COO, that is entrusted (laughs) with the responsibility. (laughs) Sorry, Doctor. The way you said it, and and suddenly I envisaged national ministers and their deputies walking around, you know, their hands clasped behind their backs, overseeing certain things with their eyes and going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't quite well, see now, you that in that image position. Is with me now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you know what, you know what, um, Denzel. My mm. my experience in the city, um, and I'm not saying specifically in Swane. I've, I've mm. experienced it through my colleagues in Joburg and the Korolin. The moment you blur the lines between the administration and the political arm. That's where things go wrong, because then there's a vacuum in the middle where officials don't know where they are count. Mm. So I do not have intentions of going into the city and mess things up. Where it, it, my, my intention, I know what the legislation says. Mm. I, do, I know exactly what the delegations are to mm. the political arm as well as to the administration. So the advantage for me in this instance is that there is a COO which reports to the city mm. manager and there are other clusters. For instance, we're talking attractive investment. That actually, the tracking of that sits with economic development, mm. which is a different cluster. Mm. So it's not that this won't work if we work in silos. And I think the more we, we, we emphasize the issue of coordination, even with the allocation of funds, Mm. What you normally get in instances like this is that during the budgeting process, each department brings their own budget in relation to their capital project. Mm. And I think through this position, then the responsibility is to say across all these projects, are we doing justice to the projects that are critical to communities? So you need that person who comes with the authority to say, Mayor, I've done the homework. This is how I propose that we harmonize the projects, the capital budget, how we make sure there are no like spillages in the system, the wastage, etc. So I do believe that in terms of accountability, there are people who are entrusted through their delegations of system to deal with accountability, but I will know who to report who to. Mm. Yes. Doctor, you know, just, just, 
and you have you have a pretty good counselor uh, you know ignoring the position you're going to hold for for a second you know as 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 a counsel in twane um just having underst- an understanding of what's going on there and the political space and and then you know that impacting on the deliverance then and and how people on the ground will will react to that it's been a tough time for twane so you know from from the coalition and the coalition agreement and the coalition conversations that you would have been privy to are there issues that are tying your hands to get to that point where you know for example where you put it and say you know we need to be doing justice to certain things the strike had a devastating effect on twane as well part and parcel of of some of the things that are going on what 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 have been the things that have in essence been tying tying the hands of of the coalition you know uh, uh system in in Swane if if you looked at it from from a practical perspective of we need to get things done it's frustrating red tape what are those things that that hold you back from from ultimately getting you know one hands dirty and actually you know things beginning to to happen for those people of Tswane um i think the the first one uh, especially in this term of office it was the issue of finances mm. i think that one is the big one because obviously finances opens many other doors but mm. i do think that the primary uh, challenge in Tswane was the finances and of course that is something that affects m- all municipalities in mm. South Africa especially after COVID I mm. mean we've seen the reports I think that's the first one the second one um, for me is the issue of um, the, bu- the budget uh, the, the expenditure of the budget and the lack of following the money because how we know that money is not being followed is the number of projects that are incomplete. You look at the so the number of projects incomplete, you look at grants being retained, mm. but also what I've been picking up in the annual reports, which are public documents, is that they would also cite a lot of governance issues. For instance, the capacity supply chain, we, and, but these are the things that you only understand, obviously, if you're an, if you're an insider. I'm just saying mm. what they've listed on the report. Yeah. So there are governance issues, but what I'm also grateful for, which I think was also a limitation at the beginning of the term, when this term of office started, the Section 56 were all acting. Mm. So there's about 10 of them and all of them were acting and some of them on the third term and whatever. But now they've started appointing permanent Section 56 managers. Mm. So I think then that also opened the vacuum in terms of having that solid um, administrative leadership to say, um, while politicians can do what they need to do on the other side, but we understand there are dedicated men and women who are building the institution. Mm. And without that, then it's easier for workers not to pitch up because no one's going to follow up. There's no accountability. The deceased is going to take too long. You know those issues. Mm. But I do think that in the main, it was the financial instability, which is still an issue in Swan. And I know that the mm. mayor brand is very much seized with the revenue collection. Mm. And the, then the issue of infrastructure development that seem to be neglected and they're reducing i mean the the amount of capex mm. uh from 3.9 i think 3.9 billion in the uh, the other financial year reduced to 2.6 billion the following financial year so mm. and you can mm. adjust mm. understand the impact that has on on the actual project mm. 
that when you say there's um, one point something billion now not being budgeted, there are projects that then the leadership must make decisions to say, well, we're going to stop this project. We're not going to continue with this project. So also that I think um, that's also one of the... And also then it will also explain... the. Dr. Nasipi Moya? Hi. Yeah? Sorry, I'm hearing something in the background. Sure. It's it's just national intelligence listening to our conversation, Doctor. Yes, I yeah. hear my boss talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just national intelligence listening to our conversation. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that these things, they happen and I mean, when people explain them, they want to be technical about them. But at the end of the day, when there's budget, it's allocated to provide services to the people. Mm. And and what it means is that if there's money allocated, when the project is done, it must leave a project for communities to mm. serve. Sure. Dr. Nasipi Moya, it's been it's been an absolutely pleasure talking to you. Let me let me let me ask you this this question in a, in a, in about thirty to forty five seconds. If if you know this this position is is. You know, one one is as it's been crafted, and and you know, delegation of duties to it, and you know, Thursday it all happens. If down the road, when you do have to finish your term, national elections come in what May, June, July, August of this year, they won't have an impact, a direct impact on on the life, of course, of of a municipality. It'll have you know, uh, a practical impact on maybe the province in essence. But what would be the one thing, that one thing that at the end of your, your, your deputy mayoral term, if, if someone said, you know, that is what, what is it that you would have wanted to achieve and, and, and left that office with? I think there are key projects such as Roiva. Mm. If that project can get up to speed, I think I would take that, um, you know, to be mm. my target. Mm. A project like Roosevelt that has been stalling for 15 years, yeah. uh, where the city actually prioritizing resolving that issue, mm. I think that's what I would take as a success from this. Sure. Dr. Nasipi Moya, uh, listening to your boss, I don't know if it was your your your, your structural or, or boss within the institution or your boss from a political party perspective, Herman Mashaba, talk, talking to you in the background. <laughs> but but he can always he can I, I'm sure he'd be saying, yeah, mm, interesting interview. That that was an impressive interview uh, with the with the executive deputy mayor that's happening there on Power Perspective. <laughs> Dr. Nasipi Moya, thank you so much for joining me here on Power Perspective. Good luck. Uh, I can only wish you well. Uh, the people of Tswane will wish you well. Uh, the people of Tswane are waiting for Royval and all of those unfinished projects to happen in their in their life, in their spaces. So good luck to you. Uh, and yes, like I said in the beginning, congratulations to you. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that it makes all the difference that uh, you believe it does, Action SA believes it does, and that the people of Tswane believe it does make. So good luck, ma'am. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. That's Dr. Nasipi Moya, Action Essays candidate for Twine Deputy Executive Mayor, which will become real on Thursday. The nomination, because obviously there is a coalition agreement, that particular coalition agreement guarantees that the position be filled by an Action SA councillor. And so, in essence, um, yeah, it's a done deal. And there you have it. There's the new 
deputy executive mayor in Tswane and taking service delivery and um, let's see how that goes and the difference that makes as well. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.